the Bass Guy. I'm your host, Noah Burnt. I am actually in Colombia right now, which is pretty crazy. But, you know, we did this before. We had a good run with the podcast in Colombia. Well, one half of the team was in Colombia, uh, myself. And uh, Brandon Carr is still in Massachusetts. How's everything going, Carr? Good, good, bro. I, you know what? It's only right that you're in Colombia, I think. You know, you're at home. This exactly. is Colombia. Colombia is what makes Rough in the Basket so unique. I think. I know, man. Re- representing, representing for sure. Absolutely. But, hey, real quick, I'm just throwing this out there for anybody who is listening right now who has not followed the podcast on Instagram. You are missing out. There's a lot of good t- yep. content. You have literally nothing to lose. Like, I'm gonna follow you back immediately. You're gonna get a free follow, and you're gonna get a ton of content about uh, some interesting facts, man. Like, did you know? Mac Jones in his rookie year almost set the completion record for a rookie, but he didn't. Missed out by uh, point two. Mac Jones. Mac uh, Prescott holds that record, right? Mac Prescott. Yep. Yeah. Big name. But today on Roughing the Basket, we got some some big things to go over. We have a top ten wide receiver list for fantasy purposes for this season, based on how we think these players are gonna do. I got two names that are very high oh, up on people's brackets that are off my list so um yeah we're just gonna go through this i'm probably gonna get some hate for this but we'll we'll see what happens i'm excited yeah but make sure you guys go follow the instagram because noah's been killing it with with all the facts and stuff i mean i'm even learning some stuff so please go check it out and we're gonna keep pumping out content but you're scaring me bro i I, I'm, i'm a little scared to see who you have off this list because two big names not being in the top 10 oh man all right you know what you go first with number 10. I want to hear it. All right, man. So my number 10 is going to be Chris Godwin. So Ooh, okay. if he didn't go down with his ACL injury, I think he tore both his ACL and MCL, if I'm not mistaken. He had a serious yeah. injury towards the end of the season. Um, now, if he did not go down with that injury, I would have him a lot higher up. Uh, however, you know, unfortunately, that injury kind of did him in. I think he's still going to be an absolute beast. Um, just because of everything that, you know, he, he's, he has Tom Brady. Like, let's be real. That's the real reason he is. So, um, and also, I mean, even when he had J- Jameis Winston, like, he still killed it. He still had, uh, I don't know the exact stats, but I'm pretty sure he had over 80 receptions and more or less 1,000 yards. So, I mean, hey, he, he's a solid wide receiver, so I got him at number 10. Yeah, and I don't I don't have Chris Godwin in my top 10 spoiler, but just because I don't know what his timeline is with his ACL tear, um, it's been kind of up in the air if he'll be ready week one. So obviously if he's ready week one, I mean, I could definitely see him finishing in the top 10, but I mean, Godwin, you look at last season, 14 games. So he missed, he would, he missed uh, three games, I think with the ACL injury, like he had 98 receptions, 1,103 yards and five touchdowns. Like he would have easily had over a hundred receptions. He would have probably had, maybe roughly 1300 yards and maybe he scores a couple of touchdowns. He's had seven touchdowns. Like that's a really good season for Chris Godwin. So I can definitely see that. Um, I think health is a definitely a big concern for Godwin, but he was, re- he was on his way. Like he was, he was having a great season and I think he could have easily outproduced his 2019 season. You mentioned Jameis Winston. That's uh, that was his best season when he had 86 receptions 1,333 yards and nine touchdowns. I think Chris Godwin could have easily outproduced his reception. Well, he did outproduce his reception total. And I think he would have outproduced his yard total from that season too. So I don't completely hate that. Um, And Chris Godwin's always been a a relatively consistent player. He's a player I've always kind of been high on too. I really like him. So I don't completely hate him being in the top 10 for you. But to go into my number 10 spot, I think you'll like this because I know you have him in a, in a league, but Keenan Allen, I think number 10 for Keenan Allen, I think is a good spot for him. Now, well, Keenan Allen's been a guy who, you know, he's been, he's been kind of an up and down player at times. Like there's been times where I feel like that he's been an inconsistent type of player. But if you look at his last, let's see, his last five seasons, four of those seasons have been over a thousand yards. Uh, you look and he's had four of those seasons also being over over 100 receptions. So he's a consistent uh, producer in the receptions and yard totals. The touchdowns, he's had three six-touchdown seasons, an eight-touchdown season in 2020 before he got injured, and then last year had six touchdowns. But I feel like Mike Williams' season last year was kind of fluky. 
in my opinion. And I think with Justin Herbert being his quarterback, I think he's, I think he could be easily on his way to a top 10 season. And look, I mean, Hey, Keenan Allen's had games where he's had duds, but Keenan Allen's also had games where he's done really well. So I don't think he's like, sometimes he could be boom or bust on a weekly basis, but I think Mike Williams is going to digress this season. I'm really not a big fan of his. And I think Keenan Allen is just more consistent and, you know, obviously look at his end of season output. And I think with Justin Herbert, him going into his third season, I'm expecting him to again, elevate his game. I don't see why not Keenan Allen can have a, a, a fantastic season and, the Chargers really didn't add anybody in the offseason of note. I mean, they re-signed Mike Williams. Well, they made a lot of additions on their defense, but I'm talking about, like, their receiving room. Keenan Allen is obviously still on the team. You know, Mike Williams, they gave him a contract extension. Josh Palmer is a guy that they drafted last year. I'm not really, really not too high on him. And I know they brought in Gerald Everett, the tight end from the Seahawks. And then, obviously, Austin Eckler, he's going to do damage, too, in the receiving department. but. Keenan Allen's kind of the de facto guy, and I don't know. I just feel like Mike Williams is kind of due for regression. So that's kind of why I'm a little bit higher on Keenan Allen than most people. So I think the number 10 spot for him is fair. Yeah, um, that's a big concern I have about Mike Williams. Um, I like that. Did you see that contract he got? Did you see how much money he got? He did nothing prior to last season. He, I mean, hey, the kid's a home run threat. Like, he's either going to strike out or hit a home run, man. Like, he – I believe he led the league last year in uh, receptions of 40 yards or more uh, with nine. I'm pretty sure he was tied number one he, on that category. His yards per reception is always high. He's just a guy who is just a down-the-field threat. Maybe not with his speed, but obviously his ability to make contested catches is – he is really good at that. He is a top top 10 player in the NFL in terms of contested catches. If you were to look at that trait alone – he is a top 10 contested catch player, I definitely believe. But I don't know. He really doesn't do too much else other than that. And, hey, he, I think he knew he had a ball out last season because the Chargers wouldn't have given him this contract. I mean, I don't think prior to that he was really worth it. So, you know, some guys kind of have that, have that incentive to really elevate their game because they want to get paid. And I think that's kind of the case. And I don't know. I'm just not really a big Mike Williams guy, and I just really believe that regression could come maybe he ends up having another decent season I mean Justin Herbert obviously helps that case but I don't know I feel like Keenan Allen is the better receiver out of the two and you know what we've seen from Keenan Allen on his end of season output has been really consistent and I definitely feel like that he's gonna do that once again this year yeah I will say watch out for Joshua Palmer man I have a feeling this kid's gonna go off this year um, okay. I, I mean he's the number three wide receiver on the charges I mean he's not on the list for anything but um just a little pro tip in there I mean keep keep an eye on him late on fantasy drafts I really think that this kid's gonna go off this year he he had 33 receptions about uh 350 yards and four touchdowns last year mm -hmm. I mean like the thing is, he's 22 years old, man. This was, uh, that, I believe that was his rookie season, if I'm not mistaken. And yep, rookie season. They, they, have, they have nobody else on the depth chart, man. When you go through that, they have nobody. So, I mean, especially when you have a quarterback as dynamic as Justin Herbert, he's going to get the ball in somebody's hands. And I think I think Joshua Palmer could be the, the number two this year and overtake Mike Williams, potentially, if Mike Ooh, Williams slacks. That's a, I, you know what, bro? That's a, that's a good, that's a hot take. I like that. That's not bad. I picked him up in one league. I picked him up in uh, the Dynasty League. So yeah, There you go, bro. There you go. We'll see what happens. But okay. going back to this list, though, so um, I do have Keenan Allen on here. I'll, I'll give you a little spoiler. I have him at number eight. I mean, so it's not that far up. But okay. um, number nine. Now, this is might shock people, but I'm going to go with Marquise Brown. Whoa. Yes. Dude, are you serious? Yeah. Dude, I'm dead serious. I, I've been waiting for this kid to go off for years. Uh, well, I act like he's been in the league for like 10 years or something. I mean, last year, like, he was inconsistent, man. He had his ups, he had his downs. But I feel like part of that, you kind of have to contribute to Lamar Jackson. Like, look, this isn't a, a slander of Lamar Jackson. Phenomenal athlete. Great athlete. Um, I mean, probably has the best legs of any quarterback, maybe in NFL history. I, I think that's fair to say. But when you look at just the um, the, the step up that Marquise, Marquise Brown had last year, he went from – 58 receptions to 91 and now there's six games that uh, Hopkins isn't going to be there for the Cardinals and now he's got Kyler Murray who wears it out constantly 
I really believe that this kid has a shot to have a hundred yard or hundred uh, reception season, thousand, thousand three hundred yards and, and 10 touchdowns. Wow. That. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, admittedly, I'm not like the biggest Hollywood Brown fan. I've kind of never really have been, but I mean, if you look at his season last year, I'm looking at his stats. He had 91 receptions, 1,008 yards, and six touchdowns on 146 targets. So he was definitely peppered a relatively good chunk of the change in that offense um, in terms of the targets. And I don't completely hate that. Um, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is going to miss six games. So I could definitely see where a scenario where Hollywood Brown just has like a really great start to the season. And obviously when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, you know, DeAndre Hopkins commands, you know, double digit targets a game. So he's going to get a bulk of the bulk of the volume. Um, AJ Green is still kind of floating around. You know, we don't know what he is at this point, but, you know, he's still kind of in the fold. And then Rondale Moore, um, a guy that I really liked last year coming out of the draft. I think he's going to get more um, looks this season. I think he's a very dynamic uh, playmaker with the football. And I think he's going to be someone that Cliff Kingsbury is going to use in this offense, but I don't completely hate that. Um, honestly, like it's, it's not a, a terrible take. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I think it's something that could definitely monitor. Um, and I think, you know, with DeAndre Hopkins having the suspension, I think it, like there could be a definite scenario where Hollywood Brown and, you know, you didn't mention this either, like Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown were college teammates. So they obviously have some sort of, you know, con connection um, from their days at Oklahoma. So I don't know. I'm <laughs> that's, that was, that's, that's a player I would have not expected you to say. So I'm a little bit shocked, but yeah, I mean, I could see a scenario though, where he really, he starts off strong, but when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, that's where I become a little bit concerned with him. And then also you have like Zach Ertz and he's somebody that I think is going to get targets as well. And, you know, draft and Trey McBride, who I had as a top two tight end in the, in the NFL draft this past season, like maybe he gets involved a little bit too in the offense, but yeah, I mean, I think that, I think Hollywood Brown could start off strong. I'm not so sure what he's going to end up becoming when DeAndre Hopkins comes back is kind of my concern. All right, that is definitely a fair assessment, but I don't know, man. I think opportunity is like 50% of it in the NFL, man. I, I've said this so many times. It's like when you don't have that many guys on your depth chart that are proven wide receivers and, you know, you trade, you give a pretty good amount for, for one guy. And then, you know, their number, their solidified number one gets suspended like four or five days after that. I just, I really believe that Marquise Brown can really take it up to the next level this year. So I don't we'll see what it. happens with that, but um. I already got my number eight out here. It's Keenan Allen. Who do you got at number eight? Well, let me give my number nine. I'm going to give him my All number right. nine. Yeah, um, this is a player that if he was still on the team that he was before, would be a slam dunk top three receiver in fantasy football. But Tyree Kill is a player that I have at number nine. And look, he's obviously the fastest player in the NFL and, and the at the wide receiver position. He's so dynamic with the ball. But the guy had Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback for, you know, a, what, the, since 2018. So for the last four seasons of his career, Tyree Kill has had maybe the best quarterback in the NFL and a connection that really not a lot of people could stop. I mean, Tyree Kill had, you know, two seasons where he had 12 or more touchdowns. He had, except for the 2019 season where he got injured in the regular season, like he's had 1,200 plus yards. Um, in seasons with Patrick Mahomes as quarterback. Now, granted, in 2017, I believe that's when Alex Smith was the quarterback of the Chiefs. He had 75 receptions, 1,183 yards, and seven touchdowns. I could see Tyreek Hill having something like that. So, you know, listen, Tua is obviously a downgrade from Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a guy that really likes to air the ball out. I'm not so sure Tua is a guy that can – we haven't really seen him in the NFL really push the ball down the field, and I think that's going to kind of eliminate a lot of explosive plays. However, Tyree Kill, I think, is also going to eat, in the, you know, in these short intermediate routes. I think, you know, Mike McDaniel kind of knows what Tua's limitations are and kind of what Tua 
is good at and it's obviously the rpos it's getting the ball out quick it's just hitting those guys in stride and get the ball in your best playmaker's hands and that's kind of what the 49ers offense was last year too with mike mcdaniel so i think tyree kill can be in the situation where his yards per reception kind of go, goes down i mean it was 11.2 last season which was kind of low for tyree kill standards but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like with the quarterback downgrade and then, you know, Miami Dolphins have Jalen Waddle, who had a really great rookie uh, wide receiver season where he had 100 receptions, which is the most of all time for a rookie receiver. Um, you know, Mike Gusecki is a guy that, you know, he's a receiving tight end. And I also feel like that this team could be a team that runs the ball a lot more. I mean, they signed a lot of running backs like Sony Michelle and Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds and Miles Gaskin was on the team already. And they kind of improved their offensive line to be able to run the football a little bit more. So I could see a scenario where the Miami Dolphins, like the Kansas City Chiefs are a team that prioritizes throwing the ball more than they run the ball. I think with Mike McDaniel, him being such a run centric head coach in his system last year, like he was the run game coordinator for the 49ers. Like, I think he's going to really try implementing that. I feel like the Tyree kills, you know, volume is going to kind of go down. Granted Tyree kill produced with Travis Kelsey on the field too, but I just feel like with the quarterback downgrade with the head coach, I feel like that's going to run the ball more than Andy Reid did. I just feel like Tyree kill his, I think his ceiling gets capped a little bit. And I feel like, though, a realistic finish would, for him would be wide receiver nine. And I feel like like that season I mentioned in 2017 with Alex Smith, I could kind of see Tyree Kill kind of having a season like that. Yeah, so Tyree Kill is actually one of the guys I do not have on this list. Um, yeah, look, Respect that's not that. anything really against him. I just think that there is going to be a big a big regression, just okay. going from, from what he had before with Patrick Mahomes having Tua now, I just, I don't know. It's, it's not even anything against Tua. Like, I feel like they're going to have a pretty overall decent year. Um, I just don't know. I don't know what the, uh, the, the weight's going to be. Like, how much are they going to throw with Tyreek Hill? How much are they going to throw with um, Jalen Waddle? What are they going to do on offense? You know, is Tua, is Tua going to run more? Is, um, are they going to develop a running back, you know? I don't know. I just have questions with that offense in general. Uh, even though they have a lot of talent, a lot more talent than they had last season, I just don't know what the distribution is going to be of the ball, you know? So And, and, and Tyree Kill is the highest paid receiver in the NFL. So I think they're going to get him the ball. I just don't know, like, how, like, I don't think they're going to be, you know, running, like, go routes and Tua is going to, you know, hit Tyree Kill down the field like Patrick Mahomes is doing with Tyree Kill. Um you know, obviously there's a big drop off, dr big drop off at quarterback um, between those two guys. And I don't know. I mean, Tyree Kill, I think could have like a hundred receptions. I can definitely see something like that. You know, I think they're going to kind of use him maybe in that Debo Samuel type of role. I think Mike McDaniel knows and Mike McDaniel has been, you know, clamoring, you know, to find that next Debo Samuel, maybe Tyree Kill, you know, they kind of use him more in that Debo Samuel type of role. I can definitely kind of see that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's definitely fair. So you just gave your number nine, right? Yep. You want me to All give right, you so my eight? Let's hear eight. Yep. Yeah, because your eight was Keenan Allen. This is a player that I don't even like. This, I mean, this is a player that I've seen people be high on. Um, I liked him coming out of the draft two years ago. And I mean, he's right now the unequivocal wide receiver one on his team. I have CD Lamb at eight. Um, CD Lamb, you know, he's a guy that. Like I said, I really liked him coming out of the draft. And CeeDee Lamb, even if you look at last season, like he kind of broke out onto the scene and had a really good year. Um, he had a, over 1,100 yards. Um, he had six touchdowns. He had 79 receptions. So with Amari Cooper out of the picture, with Michael Gallup, what his status is, I mean, he also had an ACL tear and his week one status is kind of up in the air. CeeDee Lamb is the number one guy. And the Dallas Cowboys really like to throw the football, I've noticed. Um, I think Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb are going to be a very strong connection this season. And CeeDee Lamb, I think we've seen flashes of what he can be. And he's a great player after the catch. His catch radius is ridiculous, obviously. Um, he's, we've seen him make a lot of highlight catches. And I just, I just really think that he can have a really big season. Cedric Wilson's also gone, who went to the Miami Dolphins, who – 
you know, had a, a relatively good season last year for the Cowboys. You look at the past, you know, this is going to be a team that's going to be throwing the ball, I think, a lot. Um, Dak Prescott and is going to want to target his best player. You don't have Amari Cooper anymore. You know, you don't have Michael Gallup for the time being, and then you don't have Cedric Wilson. So it's just kind of the C.D. Lamb show on that offense. Unless a Dalton Schultz, you know, again, has another really good season, I could, could see that happening. Um, and maybe they want to get Zeke or Tony Pollard the ball more in the receiving game. But I just think C.D. Lamb is going to have a really good season, and he's just kind of the wide receiver one right now um, on this team. And, you know, he's only getting better. He's still a young player, and he had 1,100 yards last season. So I could see a scenario where maybe C.D. Lamb hits 1,300 yards this season um, and has a really good uh, output to the year. Uh, yeah, for sure. I have him a little bit further up. I'm not going to lie. But, okay. um, I will admit something right now because I just realized there's one name I didn't have on here. And I kind of made a little mistake. Uh-oh. However, we're just going to keep all this in. Who okay, cares? okay. Um, so hypothetically, we'll just pretend Chris Godwin wasn't in the 10 spot. Well, he's in the 11th spot here. If there was a hypothetical 11. Um, now in the 7th spot. Oh, man, that, that's actually kind of rough. <laughs> I, I'll, all right, I'll just say, so Keenan Allen's my 9 for 8. I'll go with uh, – I'm going to go with A.J. Brown. I'm going to go with A.J. Brown okay, okay. at number eight. Um, you know, I think it's going to be interesting because really this comes down to the quarterback position. Um, mm. You know, is quarterback they have, Jalen Hurts, is he's the man. We're going to find out this year because uh, now no more excuses. He doesn't just have one good uh, wide receiver option. He has two – he has one that's pretty good. I mean, he showed up last year in Devontae Smith, and now he's going to have a second one in A.J. Brown, and I think this is going to be very exciting to see how they do. I mean, I've heard some people say that they really are buying into this offense, so much so that they have them actually ahead of the Cowboys for winning the division, and look, I don't think that's that absurd because, like you said, I mean, the the Cowboys had a lot of talent fall off on the wide receiver side. Obviously, Amari Cooper isn't there. The other guys you you named aren't there anymore, Um, and I think that it's, it's a lot harder to replace than people think. And I mean, CD Lamb, like he's definitely going to hold his own big time this year. I mean, I have him uh, a little further more up on the list. We'll get to That's that fair. a little bit. But yeah, I just think, um, you know, with AJ Brown, I, I think that he's going to make a, a big difference there. He's going to make an impact. And I think having um, him on there, well, having Devontae Smith there uh, to, to clear up some of the cornerbacks to allow AJ Brown to get open, I think that he's going to have a big season, even, even despite the fact that maybe Jalen Hurts doesn't have the best arm out there. I think if Jalen Hurts puts in the work like he has in the last few years, I definitely think that he's going to step up this year and have a big year. I mean, yeah, I could see it. A.J. Brown is actually not in my top 10. Um, Not a knock on him as a player. I think he's an unbelievable wide receiver, and I think he's great. I just think, I don't know, I feel like the Eagles, look, when when he was with the Titans, he was literally the only option, like essentially like the guy. and, you know, again, you know, again, again, they had Corey Davis in 2020. So, I mean, I guess there was somebody else, but AJ Brown, especially this season was the unequivocal, like only really the only target for Ryan Tannehill. Um, really not much so in this offense, because like you mentioned, they have Devonta Smith, who had a very solid rookie campaign. Um, Dallas Goddard, they just gave a lot of money at the tight end position. So I think he's also going to be a guy that, Jalen Hurts likes to go to and obviously they have a connection and he's kind of like that safety blanket across the middle and the Eagles are also a very run set run first team uh, a run set centric team Um, they like to run the ball a lot a lot of read option and you know they had the most rushing yards in the NFL last season so I do feel like that I think they'll come down but I think they're still going to be a team that wants to pound the rock um, with Hertz and, you know, Miles Sanders and who else, whoever else is going to be back there for the Eagles. I could definitely see something like that. So, and AJ Brown's another player that, and he's a player that I feel like also has the injury concerns with him. Like he's been a guy that, you know, especially over the last two seasons has kind of had injuries pop up and that's kind of capped him a little bit in terms of the ceiling, um, in terms of where he finishes for fantasy. But, you know, I think he's, I think he's going to get his, but I just don't see, I don't know. I just don't see him finishing inside the top 10, but I think AJ Brown will have a a very good season regardless, but I don't hate where you have him. Like I wouldn't be mad if somebody put him in the top 10, like at all, because I really like the player a lot and I could see 
the talent kind of taken him towards uh, a top 10 finish. So who do you got as your next guy? So this is number seven. I have, I feel like this might be a player you might have off your list, but I have Debo Samuel and listen. Yeah. I could already see by your face. Listen, I, I like Debo Samuel a lot. All right. I like him as a player and I understand there's some contract situation. There's a contract situation right now going on with him. I think the 49ers are going to get it resolved. And I think Debo Samuel will be back as a 49er this season. And look, his role might get changed. Maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't want to run the football that much. Who knows? But Debo Samuel is an ultra, ultra talented receiver. Um, I can see him, again, being a, a 1,400-yard guy. Um, he's a guy that Kyle Shanahan is going to get the ball to. And, you know, maybe he, you know, there's still some things that Debo Samuel has to work on. Obviously, he's not the best route runner, but I think they're still going to get him the ball. And they're going to try to get him the ball in multiple different ways. Like, I think Brandon Ayuk, I'm really not a huge Brandon Ayuk guy, um, especially, like, last season. Like, he really wasn't, like, he didn't have, like, that season that he's had in his rookie season. So, I'm not, like, completely sold on Brandon Ayuk as a player. And I think Devo Samuel was a lot better. And I think, look, and then, again, there's also a quarterback situation you kind of have to resolve. And if Trey Lance is the guy, like, is Trey Lance going to elevate Debo Samuel or is he going to, you know, make him, uh, you know, not as, not as good as he should be. Right. Um, but I don't know. I'm just a little bit, I feel like I'm a little bit higher on Debo Samuel than most others, but I just really like the player. And I think, you know, with him being on the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan running the offense, I think Debo Samuel was going to get the ball and, you know, whether or not he likes his role, whatever, you know, I, maybe he doesn't get as much carries as he did last season, but he obviously helped his football team win games when he was, you know, being a running back and doing all these types of things. And I think he's the most, he might be the most dynamic player in the NFL because of what he can do. So I think that alone, I just, I have him inside my top 10. Maybe I'll eat my words and he ends up finishing outside the top 10. I think that's realistic with him. I think he, I think he does. And I think he'll be back as a 49er. And I truthfully believe whether or not it's Trey Lance or whether or not it's Jimmy Garoppolo, I think Debo Samuel will be fine. And Kyle Shanahan's going to get him the ball. And I think he's going to get paid and he'll be back as a 49er this upcoming season. All right. So I'll tell you now why I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, I want to hear it. All right. All right. Number one, like you said, quarterback situation. I think that's huge. Um, you know, for instance, right. If, if Russell Wilson stayed on the Seahawks, I probably would have Metcalf in the top 10. I probably would have him just barely in there at 10. Um, but that wasn't the case, obviously. And the Seahawks have no idea what they're doing at quarterback, so I don't have him in the top 10. But that being said, I feel like it's relatively similar to the situation that Debo Samuels is facing right now. Um, just the fact that we don't know who his quarterback is going to be. We have no idea what Trey Lance is. No idea. I mean, this kid had the – and this is actually something I posted this week. He had the lowest amount of snaps – of any quarterback to go in the first round in NFL history. That's mm -hmm. crazy. So, and he's coming out of North Dakota State. You know, he's not coming out of a Division One program either, per se. So, we don't exactly know what he is. He he could be extremely athletic. He definitely has athleticism. I mean, when I was watching him coming out of college and evaluating him, just of my opinion, because obviously there's not that many North Dakota State games on on the, the TV. Sure. Um, so when I was watching highlight reels. A lot of times I just saw it was him taking off and running. And there was very few times that I saw him throw the ball, just a, a straight spiral. A lot of times he was coming out of his hand very wobbly. And, uh, you know, the wide receiver made a good play or um, the guy was wide open in the end zone. And I just, I question when he has a very good quarterback covering his number one option, what's going to happen. And also the fact that Debo Samuels flat out doesn't want to be there. I mean, I don't really know what the situation is. I, I think he'll be back. I may, maybe they'll get it resolved. I don't know, yeah. but there was a video that kind of went viral a little a little while ago, maybe a month ago, two months ago, when the Debo uh, situation was really escalating, and he was like in some kind of club, and they put on, uh, they've had like up a poster like Debo Samuel's come back or whatever. He was like, oh hell no, you know, and, and so like that kind of makes me question. Like I'm not, That's I don't fair. know, yeah. I don't know. I, I just I question it, and also if you look at Debo Samuel's, he's not like last year, man. No argument, he was arguably the most dynamic player in the league is what he could do rushing the ball, what he could do catching the ball. I mean, this guy was dynamic, but I just question 
he doesn't really have that big of a resume to back it up. I mean, he only played five games in 2020 due to injuries. And in 2019, I mean, he, he played 11 games, uh, sorry, 15 games, and he only had 57 receptions, which, I mean, as a rookie, ain't nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying he doesn't exactly have the track record to prove it yet. So I don't know. That's why I have him off of there. That's fair. Um, I just believe in the player, and I think he'll be back. And, you know, listen, I think there's a lot of people who – I'm not going to say I believe in Trey Lance, but I see a lot of people that are predicting a big breakout for Trey Lance this year. Maybe he ends up having that breakout and Debo Samuel, you know, ends up finishes a top 10 receiver. But I don't know. I just believe in the player. And I think that Kyle Shanahan's going to get him the ball. And I just think that he'll be back as a 49er. And, you know, when you're in one of the most dynamic offenses in the NFL, I really think that, you know, Debo Samuel kind of is that engine that makes that offense go at times too. So I just, I don't know. I just believe in the talent and I do think that he can finish there, but there's also a scenario where he can't. So, I mean, I'm ready to eat my words regardless if he, if he doesn't finish. But I'll take my victory lap if he finishes the top 10 receiver. All right, that's true. I mean, speaking of uh, eating words, this might be something that I regret saying. But not my number uh, seven guy is actually th- – this is a little risky. Uh-oh. But I got Mike Evans. Uh, look, I mean – He's, he's been, I wouldn't say he's been a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL over the last few seasons. He's been a little bit outside, but again, it's just the Brady factor. I think the combination of um, Chris Godwin, I probably should have done a little better research prior to the show. I really thought Chris Godwin was going to be ready for the season opener, but now they're saying that it's probably going to be like maybe week three he comes back. So I think that might factor into it. Those first two weeks, um, Mike Evans is going to have almost no competition uh, catching the ball. Uh, I don't, I mean, nobody really knows if Gronk is going to be there at this point. So I think he's going to have the opportunities to succeed. And, uh, you know, this is something where, again, it's a little risky to put him in this spot, but you know, something I'm, I'm going to do it. No. And you know, it's so funny. Let's hear it. Mike Evans is my number six player. So I'm higher. Yep. Wow. Same reasons or you got anything else? So, so let me, okay. Listen. I was doing some research and kind of like looking at like past wide receiver finishes and Mike Evans has kind of been a consistent top 10 finisher uh, for fantasy football purposes. And this has been a guy that's had a thousand yards every single season. Like he is, I think he's really underrated uh, to be honest with you. I mean, we're talking a guy who has had a thousand yards receiving in every single season of his NFL career, which is, I don't think ever been done before. Um, And then since Tom Brady has gotten there, Evans had 14 touchdown receptions last year. He had 13 uh, the year prior when Tom Brady was the quarterback. So this is a guy that Tom Brady obviously values very highly in the red zone. And you mentioned Rob Gronkowski. He's not back yet. Could Mike Evans be the de facto guy in the red zone? Like, could my, I could see Mike Evans realistically leading the NFL in touchdown receptions this year. Like, he hasn't done that yet. I think he could do it this year because – Tom Brady, you know, he also looked at Rob Gronkowski in the red zone a lot. I think Mike Evans could have a season where he could have like 15 to 16 touchdowns. Like I'm, I'm, I'm probably very high on Mike Evans. That sounds like I'm a little bit higher on him than you are. Um, Thousand yards receiving. You got Tom Brady. You're going to, they're going to throw the ball a lot. Obviously that's kind of how they roll. And, you know, with Chris Godwin's, you know, health and with Rob Gronkowski not being there right now. Mike Evans is kind of the guy and I think Mike Evans could absolutely lead the NFL in touchdown receptions. So that's why I kind of have him at six right now. And I think he could be a player that really booms this season. And I think he's a shoe in for a thousand yards. I mean, he's done it every single year, unless if he gets injured, but I mean, even an injury hasn't stopped Mike, De- Mike Evans from getting a thousand yards in the season. So I think he's going to have a big season and I don't know. I just really feel like that. Tom Brady is going to feed Mike Evans in the red zone. And I think Mike Evans is going to be a guy that I think could easily lead the NFL in touchdown receptions this season. So I think that's, I think that's a ceiling. Did you have a guy in back of Mike Evans? Um, I had Debo Samuel before that. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Well, my next guy at number uh, six is actually going to be Devonte Adams. Um, I think there's definitely going to be a little bit of a regression just because 
you know, I mean, having Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback going Derek Carr, like I granted, you know, as you told me on the podcast before, they were teammates in college. So I definitely think that counts for something. But also in Green Bay, it was just the Devontae Adams show every every mm-hmm. week. And obviously with the Raiders, they have a little bit more talent with Darren Waller is probably still going to be there at the start of the season. There's been some trade talk, but he'll be there. Really he'll been be solidified. There. And then also they have Hunter Renfro, who came out of nowhere last season. And, and I mean, yeah, the guy had 100 receptions, 100 receptions. I believe he topped 1,000 yards, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I, I think he was number 11 or 12 um, ranked wide receiver fantasy-wise. He was definitely the top 15. I know that for a fact. Yeah, he, he was, was he there. was eating, man. Yeah, no, he, he had 1,000 uh, yards receiving last year, too. Yeah, so I think with that being said, there there is a lot more – competition for those receptions this year than there has been in prior years with Devontae Adams. And I think that's going to lead to a little bit of regression and also um, the age. I mean, I understand, I think Mike Evans and Devontae Adams are the same age, if I'm not, and, and Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen is actually older than Devontae Adams, if I'm not mistaken, but um, by a year, maybe they're the same age. I'm not too sure, but I think also just with Devontae Adams and how athletic he is, I, I think there might be a little bit of regression just talent wise. Um, I still think he's going to be in the top 10 solidified unless an injury happens, but you know, something we'll, we'll see what happens, but he's my, my number six guy. He's my number five guy. So again, I have him just a little bit higher than you. Um, and yeah, I mean, for the same reasons, like Darren Waller's there, Hunter Renfro's there. Like those are two guys that are going to get there too. And you know, with the Packers, it was Devonte Adams versus Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez Scantlin and Robert Tunyon, like guys that aren't really that great. So there's definitely more room for targets. And then obviously Derek Carr is, is a downgrade to Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, there's definitely going to be, I think, some regression, but I think he's still going to be a very good receiver this season. I think he's going to put up big numbers because I mean, he's Devonte Adams. I think Devonte Adams is, I mean, I think a lot of people would say he's the best receiver in the NFL, right? Like, I think even, you know, the talent can get him to finish inside the top five. And obviously now he's got a big paycheck, so they're going to use him. And he's really the, he's the only outside threat they have to like, you know, Waller is obviously a tight end and he's going to be used across the middle um, for Derek Carr. And then obviously Hunter Renfro is a slot receiver. So Devontae Adams is going to get his, and he's going to be the de facto outside receiver. And I think he's going to have a, a big season, maybe not as big of a season as, as those ones in Green Bay where he had, you know, like 120 receptions and, you know, led the NFL in touchdown receptions and had like 1,500 yards. But I think he's going to have, you know, a, a relatively good season. And again, Derek Carr, I think in Devontae Adams, like you mentioned, um, college teammates, and those are two guys that really like each other a lot. So I think they're going to, they probably have spent a lot of time together too in the off seasons, probably, you know, catching passes from one another too. So I think they're going to be good. And I think that Devontae Adams will have a good season. Um, But yeah, probably not like an elite, elite season where he is the wide receiver one and he's the de facto guy on his team. And there's no other, you know, guys that are vying for targets, but now there is. And, you know, I think, Derek Carr is a little bit of a downgrade from Aaron Rodgers, but Devontae Adams universally is recognized as a top three receiver in the NFL. And, you know, some have him as his best receiver in the NFL. So I think he's going to finish just fine. All right. Who do you got as your next guy? So number four, I have Jamar Chase from the Cincinnati Bengals. You cannot find a bigger Jamar Chase fan than me. Um, This is a guy that I've been pounding my fist on the table for him. Ever since that season he had at LSU, I really believed that he was going to be that guy coming out of college. The first Daily Go article that was ever put on the website was written by me, and it was a Jamar Chase, um, you know, like prospect corner for me. So he holds a special place in my heart, and I think he's going to have a good season again. Like, I understand, like, there's T. Higgins and there's Tyro Boyd. Like, those guys obviously are going to get theirs too, but I think Jamar Chase really proved that he's an alpha receiver, Obviously, we have the connection with Joe Burrow. They're going to throw the ball a lot again. And look, maybe Joe Burrow takes a little bit of a step back. I mean, that's entirely possible. But I think he's still going to be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And Jamar Chase had the success in the postseason, too. So he was just great in all facets of the game last year. And 
I think he's going to be another elite producer. And I really think that Jamar Chase is really on his way to be in potentially, I mean, in a couple of seasons, he could be the best receiver in the NFL. Like, I think that's in the range of his outcomes. And, you know, I, I just think that Jamar Chase is going to have another really strong se- uh, season in his second year. All right. So I'm going to give you my, my five and four. So my okay. five is actually um, Stephon Diggs. Um, I mean, it, look, he's got Josh Allen, bro. He's chilling. I mean, last year he had 59 more receptions than anybody else on that team. So he's obviously solidified number one. Um, he was killing it with the Vikings. Uh, he's killing it again with the Bills. I think, I mean, he's just the solidified number one there. When you have a solidified number one and you have the chemistry between the wide receiver and the quarterback and the quarterback's good as well, I think that's really all you need to have a lot of success in the NFL. He's been able to do that. So I got him at number five and I actually got CeeDee Lamb at number four. I think that's how far I think he's uh he is uh, in my list. I mean, I think he's going a long way this year, man. I, I really believe in CeeDee Lamb. I believed in him a lot last year, too. And there were some weeks he was a little bit inconsistent. But then again, I think everybody has their bad weeks in the NFL. Um, I mean, still last year, he went from having 74 receptions to 79, um, 935 yards to 1,102, five touchdowns to six. I mean, again, it's very little, but then again, he, he had a lot of competition for those receptions, as we said. This year, a lot less competition. So, yeah, I mean, he's at my number four spot, and uh, I'm, I'm uh, ready to hear your number three. All right, so my number three, Cooper Cup. And, you know, listen, Cooper Cup, if we know what he did, I had him on a couple of teams, and this guy won me some championships. Like, this guy, I... I owe him money. <laughs> like he literally won me money last season. Um, but I just, I mean, there has to be regression, right? There's no way that he has the season that he did last year again. Like he's not, he's not having 1900 yards. He's not leading the NFL in touchdown receptions. And he's not having, what do you have? Like 140 receptions. Like I'm, I don't, I don't think he's going to do that again. Um, but I think he's still going to be a good receiver. And you know, obviously we saw what he did in the postseason too. Like he carried that regular season performance onto the postseason. He won Super Bowl MVP. He was just an elite producer all around. But I just feel like that him finishing as the wide receiver one again, I don't see that. I do see him finishing inside the top three because I think the connection with him and Stafford is there. And obviously he's a guy who is also playing for another contract too. So he's going to be, I think he's also going to be motivated in that aspect of it too. Um. But I just think Cooper Cup is – I just don't think he's finishing as the wide receiver one again, and I do think that we're going to see some regression. We, we, there's no way that he is going to have 1,900 yards and lead the NFL touchdowns and receptions again. There's no way. I just, I just don't think he will. There's no way he's going to have the triple crown again, but I think he's going to have a very great season. He's going to have a very strong season too. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I got him as my number three too. So – now we're going down to two. This is going to be uh, where it gets interesting. Dude, I got Jamar Chase, man. Ooh. That's how high I think he is. Wow, you're higher than him than me. Okay. Yeah. Look, man, I mean, what he did last year, it just felt like it was the Jamar Chase show all around. Um, it was incredible to see what he did. I mean, he really helped the Bengals to get to a Super Bowl, and that was in his rookie year. So, I mean, it, it, he's definitely got high expectations. It's going to be really hard to top what he did year number one. And, yes, there are – more wide receivers there. It's not just him. I understand T. Higgins. Um, I mean, he's there. Obviously, there's there's a few other names in there, but I, I just really think that Jamar Chase, he, he's got he's got it. You know, he's got what um, the the league's looking for, and um, he he had the fourth most forty yard receptions uh, or more. So I think with that being said, he's definitely definitely up there, man. I think he's gonna be really good and. But that being said, I'll just give my number one. I mean, Justin Jefferson, man. Like, wow, I think, bro. Yeah, so I, I want to hear yours now. Well, we both have the same wide receiver one. It's Justin Jefferson. My wide receiver two is Stephon Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs is going to have a really, really good season. I mean, do you have Josh Allen as your quarterback? I think Josh Allen's winning the MVP this season, too. I think that might be part of why I have him so high. Um, but – I mean, the connection between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs is obviously very strong. And you kind of mentioned it, like, 
I don't know if I buy the Gabriel Davis breakout. Like he had that four touchdown game in the uh, AFC divisional round against the chiefs, but I'm not so sure if that's going to continue. And then like Jamison Crowder is a guy that kind of gets injured here and there too. I think Stefan Diggs is going to have a monster season. And I think we kind of saw that happen in that first year when Diggs came to the bills, when Josh Allen had his breakout in the NFL I think Stephon Diggs is going to have an unbelievable season. He just got paid too. So he's probably pretty happy about that. And I just think that, that this Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs connection is going to be super strong this year. And yeah, I mean, I have Josh Allen winning the MVP. So that's kind of where, why I have Diggs so high, but to go into why I have Justin Jefferson, number one, he's only getting better. And, you know, this was a guy who had, what he had 1600 yards last season. Um, just improving upon his rookie season. They still have Kirk Cousins, so there's really not – like, Kirk Cousins, you know, you can say what you want about him, but, like, he gets the ball to Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen is still getting older, so he may regress. There's not another receiver really behind Justin Jefferson other than Adam Thielen. And now they have a head coach who – in Kevin O'Connell, who I believe – I don't know if he was the offensive coordinator or the quarterback's coach for the Rams last season, but – I mean, you saw what Cooper Cup did last season. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say Justin Jefferson is going to have a triple crown, but Justin Jefferson, I think could, I think he's going to lead the NFL and potentially in yards. Um, and, you know, he's obviously a guy who I think will probably have double-digit touchdowns, and I think he's going to have over 100 receptions. I could definitely see Justin Jefferson being wide receiver one. And, you know, with him just being kind of the guy, Adam Thielen getting older, K.J. Osborne there being the wide receiver three, like what's he really going to do? And Kirk Cousins still being there and having an offensive head coach now who was with Sean McVay, who can, you know, find better ways of getting Justin Jefferson the ball. I think it's only, you know, stocks up for Justin Jefferson. And I'm, I'm all for him being wide receiver one this season. And it sounds like you're in the, kind of in the same boat. For sure. Real quick. So, if you know, we actually have a, a fantasy football draft tomorrow, a, a dynasty yeah. league draft in the car. So, we're in the same league again. And uh, if you had the number one pick, hypothetically, would you go Je- Justin Jefferson or would you go Jamar Chase? Because I'm torn, man, honestly. It, that's, that's a you really can't, good You question. can't do that to me, bro. <laughs> you really can't put me in this situation. Um, By the way, who is number one pick? I-, I know we should probably talk about this off the air, but. <laughs> Justin Pombo. Shout out to. Wait, where am I picking? You're like in the middle, I think. Man, shout out to right. Bo Sox Bombas. All right. They'll like that way I gave him that we gave him a shout out on his podcast. Shout out to Bo Sox Bombas. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough situation to be in. Maybe with Kirk Cousins' quarterback situation, like the, the Vikings quarterback situation after Kirk Cousins leaves, like, is it gonna be um what's his name? Uh who's the kid they drafted? Kellen Mons last season. Like, is he gonna be the quarterback or are they gonna draft somebody? Like, we don't know that. Um, because Kirk Cousins is only on a one-year deal. So maybe I would take Jamar Chase because he's a little bit younger and he's got a quarterback that I should be there for a while. So I think I might win Jamar Chase in Dynasty, but if we're doing like straight up redraft, I'm taking Justin Jefferson. Man, that's that's fair. Hey, and also you kind of gave your MVP pick for this year a little informally, so I'll do the same, man. I got Justin Herbert, bro. I got Justin Ooh. Herbert winning the MVP. So Fair. hey, I said it from last year, last year actually, towards the end of the season, prior to the Chargers getting knocked out by the Raiders before the playoffs, when it when they came down to that, you know, the overtime period, super intense and all that. Y- y'all remember what I'm talking about. But yeah. I I said something crazy. I said Chargers are winning a Super Bowl. I'm doubling down on on that and then i still think they're gonna win the super bowl i, I still got this feeling so. wait yeah no wait you did i think i remember you do saying that on this podcast i think yeah yeah and this was yeah. prior to them getting Khalil Mack. this was prior to them getting uh jc jackson it's prior yeah. to them really stepping up their defense so i really think they're stacked bro i mean austin eckler justin herbert it's a good know, team keenan allen and they addressed they addressed all their needs too. Like they really needed to address their defense, especially the run defense. And, you know, they signed Sebastian Joseph day. Who's really good in that department. They, uh, you know, they made like Khalil Mack, like, you know, I know that he's dealt with some injuries, but he's a really good run defender too. So can they kind of like addressed like the positions of need, like JC Jackson now is on that team and, you know, there's your number one corner. Um, and then their offensive line is better too. Like they drafted Zion Johnson in the first round from BC. 
um, who's I think going to be a very solid start in NFL guard for a while. I mean, they could definitely can do it. Um, and Justin Herbert could, yeah, I could see him winning the MVP, but I just feel like Josh Allen is, is due for it. And I think this is going to be the year that he does it. Yeah. And it's so exciting to see football coming back. Still got a little bit ways to go, but you know, hey, OTAs. We got football league. So, you know, yeah, we got OTAs right now and then training camp should be coming up and, you know, before we know it, then preseason is going to get going in August. So we're just going to be kind of doing like for NFL stuff on this podcast, we're probably just going to be doing stuff like this, kind of like speculating and kind of having some fun with it, with the rankings, you know, for fantasy wide receivers and maybe we do running backs and then quarterbacks and up uh, 1.2, um, maybe tight ends, but it's a lot of fun. I'm very excited for uh, football to begin. Well, that's it guys for this week's episode of rough in the basket. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at rough the basket, follow us on Instagram. Noah's posting on there, like we mentioned at the beginning, at Rough in the Basket. Follow me on Twitter at BCAR underscore 13. And you can follow Noah on Instagram at burnt 37 Noah, what do you got for the people? All right, man. So I keep seeing a lot of analysts giving sleeper picks for their NFL team to watch this year. I keep hearing the Detroit Lions. I keep hearing it. Look, oh, yeah. Say, man, if you weren't there when they were 0-16, if you weren't there when they were 3-13 and 1 last year, if you weren't there for, for those Jim Codwell years, for uh, Matt Patricia years, for just all, all that, if you weren't there when they drafted, what else happened? I mean, they've had a lot of busts too. When so they covered it. When they made Calvin Johnson retire. You know, all these, all these things, man. Exactly. Very, uh, <laughs> very Sanders. You know, very Sanders. Well, we're, but, now, uh, we're, now you're dating people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm dating myself there. But, hey, <laughs> if you weren't there for that, I don't want to hear it. You know, I, I was a Lions fan through all of that. Even when the Patriots were winning the Super Bowls. So, yes. you know, if you weren't with us then, don't, don't talk to me now. Dan Campbell, baby. Bite some knee, kneecaps off this season. For sure. But, absolutely. absolutely, bro. But... Thank you guys so much for listening to Rough the Basket this week, and we will see you guys next time. Peace out.